episode 6 of What the Fuck is Going On And today's topic is about the D word And no, not that D word, get your heads out of the gutter, okay? Today we are talking all about divorce, honey, yes! If you haven't been watching the news, I don't know where you've been hiding because everybody and their mom is getting divorced We have Bill Gates and Melinda Gates, we have Kim and Kanye Literally, I don't know what's happening in the pandemic, but I guess everybody's fallen out of love with one another. So you know what the fuck, we love some numbers. So I just thought I'd add some context into today's episode. So the number of divorces in England and Wales has seen its largest percentage increase in nearly 50 years, according to new research. Um, Data from the ONS shows that um, divorces among heterosexual couples rose by um, over 18% from over 90,000 to over 107,000 in the last year. So as you can see, guys, this has been the highest number since 2014. So we really wanted to find out what's going on. I mean, as much when you see celebrities doing it, it's funny and we all want to find out who's getting what. But I want to find out, you know, how do you get a divorce? What causes people to divorce? What happens if somebody doesn't want to be left? So we have a very special guest, the newest solicitor in town, honey. You guys just clap for her before I... Yes. Long, 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 lovely. She's one of, she's an honorary what the fuck member. She's a what the fuck member in spirit since day one. We have Shigraf today. Hello, honey. Hi, thank you for the great introduction. <laughs> thank you so yes, much. Yeah, so but happy to have you on this episode. It's, a, it's been a long time coming. And now that you know you're the newest solicitor in town, when people want to get a divorce, you're the person they want to come to. So we want to know more. So yeah, ladies, do you want to just jump into it and throw in whatever questions that you have? Yeah! Oh my God. Also, I just want to say that since she's my best friend, I will refer her and I'll get 10% money <laughs> and so, you know just in case you want to refer my refer fee is 10% but apart from that that's the first let's make it 20 it's fine oh, 20% <laughs> even good you see <laughs> um but yeah in terms of like the first question the first question I have is that what is the craziest like divorce story that you've worked on like wow, you started like deep quickly. yeah let's jump right in um yeah, okay, this one's a really interesting one. I haven't had that many crazy ones, but this one's interesting because this client came up to me and said she found uh, pictures on her husband's laptop that were edited pictures of their, his, his co-workers on adult content. So it's pornographic images with edited pictures of, of his co-workers. And she found like masturbated like semen on his. Okay, don't don't whisper. It's okay. Say it out loud. Um, (laughs) Laundry and stuff. So she was super mad, and she just like she's like, "This is it. I'm I'm done." Yeah. Wait, she found semen on his laundry. Yeah, but the worst from actually, you know, there was pornographic images of his coworkers. His coworkers. And the thing is, they were edited, so it's just like even creepier. Guys, you have to understand that he took the time. Listen, that's why you can't trust people you work with. He actually took the time and said, This is your picture. I'm going to put it on a porn body and then do stuff with it. Can you imagine? Where would the divorce start? And do you know what? This is, this you know, for me. Yeah. <laughs> is that this is someone that she's been married to. She would have thought, Oh, I know this guy. You know, this is the love of my life. 
Look at what he's doing behind closed doors. Nah, 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 nah. Nah. So, That's straight the So, um, in that situation, if if I now want to divorce, I I have the evidence. If I now want to say, you know, what, I want to leave my husband, how do you go about it? Like, where do you even begin? I don't even know. Do you call someone? What do you type in to say I'm yeah, fighting for divorce? The quickest thing to do is just call a solicitor. They'll be able to like guide you through it. But the thing is, a lot of people feel like they can do adultery for reasons like this or you know if they feel like their partner is cheated they'll go there's five grounds of divorce and they try and choose adultery but the only way to prove adultery is if there's an std involved or if there's pregnancy involved otherwise courts won't won't allow you through adultery so the the best what if you have pictures like i he's sleeping on another woman at Fuck it, I've caught you. <laughs> I guess that could work, but they want like hard proof because if you're like, oh, I saw text messages or I saw pictures between mm-hmm. them, it doesn't work. They're like, okay, an STD shows like is the mm-hmm. best proof of there's been sex. Uh, so I gotta catch an STD <laughs> to get a divorce. Wow. <laughs> but no, that's the that's the adultery ground. But she, I told her to choose unreasonable bra- um, behavior because you know she can just explain what happened and that's your divorce but the thing is if the other party contests it it's difficult there because if the other party doesn't want to acknowledge it or wants to contest it and says no i wasn't unreasonable i have my side of the story it becomes difficult because then there's hearings there's fact findings there's like things that the court starts intervening in and you know then you have to come up with a lot of money because you're, you want to be represented and that sort of thing so it's kind of expensive if the other party doesn't agree with you so now there's a new law coming in uh, at the end of the year. So it's a no-fault divorce kind of uh, law. So that, that part of it will become easier. So if you feel like something's wrong, you can just apply and you don't have to give a reason anymore. You can just say it's been broken. Our marriage has been broken down. That's, uh, you know, I can't live with this person. So that's a good, you know, addition to the law because previously it became too expensive for parties to try and divorce if they, if, you know, both of them didn't agree for the reasons, so. How much, if I want to get a divorce right now, how much do I have to have in the bank? 550 pounds is the application fee. 500, okay, that's not bad. Okay, cool. And Appli- just for the paper. That's what? Just to send the paper. <laughs> but you can get help with fees. You can get help with fees. If you're on state benefits or if you have, like, low income, then yeah. you can get help with fees. But if you, you know, some, yeah. like an average middle-class person can't get help with fees. Yeah. So 550 for that. Um, like the fees for solicitors, they vary. So sometimes if it's a super complicated divorce case, then we'll definitely charge over like hourly if it's really complicated. Hour, like per hour. If it's complicated, because sometimes there's financial proceedings involved, you know? Yeah. So like when parties want to divide their assets and that sort of thing, yeah. that gets so complicated. So you have to charge hourly. And I would charge like 250 plus VAT per hour. 250. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then wow. Uh, and then if I can prove sorry I guess sorry, I've just have lots of questions. <laughs> She's like getting ready for her divorce. Yeah, like I'm already putting in place. So like I'm like honestly, like if you get married, you actually need a divorce bank account for putting money in. So when you get divorced, you can afford it. But um if I can prove that he got another bitch pregnant or he gave me a CD, um this is not a personal thing. <laughs> if I can prove, will I get more money? from the divorce yeah you can like i mean okay no it depends on like who earns more and what's there 
for example, if there's a there's a couple that's been married for like 20 years, yeah. obviously they've been both contributed. So the mother gets quite a bit, and especially if they have children. Yeah. But if it's just been like a year or two, it's like, okay, well, how much can you really divide between them? Yeah. Maybe the family home, that would be divided, but you know, a substantial amount of his earnings wouldn't come to you or anything like that, like capital. The court wouldn't really deem it fit to give him, uh, to give you substantial amounts of like, You've only been together for two years or a year. Okay, so what I'm hearing is that I need to marry Rich because when I divorce him, then I get more money. Got oh it. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Wow. That, that's <laughs> I have two questions. So you said about the um, recent law that's coming in that will uh, don't have to really explain why you're getting divorced. Do you think that's going to be bad, I guess? Because now... I guess you don't have to say, oh, you know, I don't have to get an STD or anything. So do you think more people will get divorces as a result of this new law? And then my second um, question is, after you divorce someone, even if they don't have that much money, because I know a lot of American people are entitled to like spousal support and all the, you always hear about how the American people get all this money is for the kids and whatever. So what would, what would happen in the UK? Like if I'm the one looking after my kid, um, and my husband isn't like, will he be forced to pay me money every month or? Yeah. Okay. So let me answer your first one. Um, I don't think it will increase the amount of divorces. It'll just speed up the divorces because right now it takes way too long, especially if the other parties disagreeing with any part of it, it becomes really annoying for the parties involved because they, they need solicitors. But with this new law, it'll be easier for people to just apply online and not have to worry about getting a solicitor, having to listen to all that legal jargon and, you know, all of those complications that come with court, that will yeah. basically just go. So it'll be easier for parties involved. And, you know, it's a frustrating time for so many people. So it's, it's better for them, to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm so for this law because it'll simplify it for, for the lay person. Secondly, what was your second one? It was regarding the finances, right? Yeah, so imagine if I have a kid and I want to get a divorce and the kid, I have sole custody or full custody. Am I getting him to give me money every month? Is, the court, is that automatic with the divorce or do I have to apply for something separate? Well, you would have to, have to make a financial application. And that, that kind of gets complicated just because it depends on how many assets he has, what his income is and that sort of thing. Sometimes parties, if they, if they know that they're going to have to pay child maintenance and that sort of thing, they want to come up with a consent order. That makes it a lot easier if both parties disagree with how much the husband's going to pay or, or the, if the woman's earning more than how much she's going to pay and they can just divide their assets equally and it, it would be easier that way. But if you're actually applying for a financial application and the other side is disagreeing with how much uh, they should pay for the child. You just contact child maintenance service. You can basically work out how much he owes you. It's all on the internet. So it's really easy to do. You just have to basically put how much he's earning, whether he's on benefits, how many children, that sort of thing. Just a few simple uh, questions, answers. And then at the end of it, you know how much you, you're owed by the child for child maintenance. So, yeah. No then, I like how we're asking like we're about to get divorced. This is yeah. brilliant. <laughs> I'm like and everything. I'm like, okay, cool. There's application online. Great. <laughs> and then Ed, um, you said it takes before the new law is introduced, it takes some time for a divorce to go through. In a situation where you don't have anybody contesting, what is the average time for like both parties agree that you know the marriage is ended? How long would it take if papers? 
it should take approximately six months. And even with a new law, it will take approximately six months. So the way it works is you apply for the, uh, for the, the divorce, you explain why, then the divorce is supposed to be pronounced with a decree nisi. That's like an interim document you're supposed to get um, just to see if like any parties change their mind. And then six weeks after that, you can apply for the decree absolute, which is the final decree, uh, divorce um, document that you need. But this process usually takes six months because there's so much backlog in courts. So, Lola's heard me speak to, to the courts. <laughs> they take so long. Yeah. It's insane. So like I filed a divorce for one of my clients in 2019 and it's still not sorted because, well, one thing was missing in his paperwork. So that caused so many issues afterwards because his uh, translation wasn't certified by the actual translator for his marriage certificate. So one tiny mistake and it just delays the process and then it's COVID. So there's always things happening. So during Christmas time, you'll never get an answer, COVID, all of that yeah. just keeps delaying things. And then they keep sending you the paperback, a paperwork back and it's just so irritating. But yeah, that's like the one that's really upsetting because you know, obviously like he just wants his divorce and like things just, you know, the court um, administrators, they're also like kind of slow in answering things. Mm. So they just send it back and you're like, oh, we gave you this for a reason you know like, yeah that's really annoying but yeah that like hopefully the online system will get rid of all of that oh my god um you said it takes like two years to um not two years said six months six but months. it takes like two years. <laughs> <laughs> ever get back together no never it's like this this person like it's just irretrievably broken down so like what, are, what what's he supposed to do he's not going to go back to his life just yeah. because this one's the only one that's taken this long yeah. usually it takes six months but yeah. like this is the worst situation is yeah. that okay like he's provided like he provided inadequate things and we did tell him to yeah. you know get it fixed but didn't want to so but like nobody ever gets back together it's not been a case where people no. are like eh, we change our mind we actually love each other no no, I think I've, to be honest, I've had a situation where a client has started proceedings, gotten back with her, his um, partner, yeah. and then a year later come back and said, no, I need a divorce. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. And then she got, I'm sure you've dealt with, like, rich clients does that get, I mean, with an average couple, I mean, there's not much to fight over, I'm sure. Does, does divorce get complicated when there's more money on the table? And let's say, for example, you are a housewife and this guy was your provider. Now he's, you know, and, you know, I know a lot of rich people, they have their assets in different countries. So he's even claiming that he makes less than you know that. And you're, you know how much he makes, but it's not on the books. Has that ever happened and how messy does it get? Um, okay, so with the other, like, with assets in other countries, it does get really complicated because basically she's trying to put that into the divorce and it's difficult to kind of prove that. So you can only prove anything, like, you can only claim if you have proof that this is the person, this is the amount this person's making. So if you don't have the proof, it's just not going to work in your favor. It'll just, as long as you can show that, okay this person has this much money and they have to make the disclosure as well. They have to make full disclosure. So that's where it's, it's good because if 
you're being seen as hiding things and you're in contempt of court. So in those cases, like if someone's trying to hide it, you, you have the opportunity to ask questions about it. It's like in a questionnaire, you basically say that, oh, um, the applicant uh, thinks that the respondent has this sort of uh, asset in this place or whatever. Can you please provide more details about it? So you, there's some back and forth, but in the end, you, you manage to dis get disclosure on pretty much everything. So it's okay like it's not that it, the thing is you never find that anyone can really hide these things as long as you ask the right questions they 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 end up having to disclose it so okay um my question for you is that do you see more women or more men who come who say they want to divorce that's an interesting one because you see more men come in but it's always the woman that's kind of left them. You know what I mean? It's oh. like, okay, you know, she's just gone now or so. And when the women come, it's like the man's trying to keep the marriage going. Oh. Like, that's my personal experience. I'm not sure if that's for everyone. Oh, so we're the bitches. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I never told that. I, I told no, be the man that's like, I want to leave my wife with a younger girl. Like, that's the sort of vibes I talk with. I mean, I, I work at a high street firm, so maybe it's like the community is like generally nicer, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. But it's like, it's not, it's never like, oh, I just hate this person, I'm done. It's like, there's legitimate reasons why people end up breaking up, you know? Yeah. So. I want to say, apart from adultery, what is the, the most common reason? You hear people say they want to divorce. Unreasonable behavior. Like there's cases. Like the snoring in bed, is that considered unreasonable behavior? Um, no, I've never seen anything that like that wild, to be honest. Like yeah. I don't, I've never seen someone just say, oh, you know, I don't like the way he sits or something like that. Even though, you know, the, the case I told you about earlier where he, she said that he had like adults content on his laptop um she was like super irritated with him she was just like i don't like the way he like talks to me i don't like the way he says certain things it was it was really bad that one was one of like the worst ones that i've had to be yeah. honest but what counts as unreasonable behavior can i say the way you chew is unreasonable the way you walk into the room <laughs> is unreasonable like can i say that I mean, if like there's a like a legitimate reason, like why the thing is sometimes you can just claim separation. Two years separation is one of the reasons. Mm. So if by consent, if both of you just hate each other, you yeah. can say like, okay, we've been separated for two years, yeah, um, and we're both consenting to the divorce because we hate each other. That's one way. If you really hate someone, and like, mm. you can say that, okay, unreasonable behavior. I don't like that he goes out at night or I don't like, you know, those things, yeah. they all count. Yeah. It's like, it's all subjective, basically. Okay. Know? So I could be like, oh, when I married him, he was a slim chicken. Now he's fat. That counts because it is. <laughs> why, why are you fat? That counts as unreasonable behavior. Maybe, maybe. Maybe. Unreasonable behavior. <laughs> <laughs> God. Thank God that you have Shigraf as your friend because... You will not be in that court saying, "Ah, eh, he's fat now. I don't want him." Like you'll be like, "Well, <laughs> <laughs> because when I married you, you were slim chicken. Now you have a pot belly. That seems very unreasonable to me. Why is your behavior so erratic, please? Can you <laughs> like to me? That's crazy. But anyway, yeah. The so court. I read somewhere. Unreasonable. You know, <laughs> they're thinking like she's the unreasonable. We'll break it off. Honestly. Wow. <laughs> I wanted to know, um, Shibraf, about joint accounts because I read somewhere that um, 
like if you are in the process of a divorce and you have a joint account, it can affect your credit score. And I was just like, what? My credit score? Nah, honey. And then I read that. Um, what else did I read? I think it said something like, if you've, whoever's put in the most money or like, basically, I just want to know the laws around joint accounts and stuff like that when it comes to um, getting separated. The thing is, if the other party's really contesting it, they will ask, uh, you know, you disclose your bank statements. Uh, it depends who you're really arguing for. So the person who has put more money in, if they're arguing that oh, I put more money in, so I should get most of the money like back, mm. they can. you have to disclose your bank statements and say, this is when I put it, you know, I'm the one who's been putting most of the money, so I should keep most of it. Um, sometimes if it's... If it's like, okay, the person, the other party doesn't have any money and she's been contributing in other ways, like, okay, she, you know, really, like the court is really, they use their discretion on these things. There's no like set yeah. thing that they do. They're like, oh, 50-50. It's not always set in stone, like how they're going to deal with it. It's just how you argue it. Like, okay, if I'm defending the, the mother, I wouldn't say that, I would, I would say that, okay, she's contributed to child arrangement, she's contributed to taking care, she, she's not been able to work, so I, I'd try and argue it that way, that, that's why she couldn't contribute, you know, so it really depends on how you argue it, but there's a lot of discretion in these things, it's, you know, it's not set in stone, it's not black and white, black and white on how they're going to divide the assets. Yeah. Okay, good, because when I saw that, I was like, sorry, what? So, on top of that, sis doesn't get nothing even though she's in the joint account. I was like, no, that's rude. And then on top of that, her credit score was affected. I was like, what? Like, that's so awful. It takes ages to build a credit score up. But yeah. It's always good to just try and come to an agreement because um, when you do that, it's like, okay, let's say the parties have two joint accounts or three joint accounts. The way sometimes they, they think, okay, we can close one of these and the proceeds go to this person. We'll close the other and the proceeds go to this person. And one of them, we can just divide the assets. You know, sometimes it's reasonable to just come up with an agreement. And that's what I really try and aim to do because when it goes to court, they're spending on barristers, they're spending on solicitors fees, they're spending so much. You kind of want them to just have an out. You know, so coming to an agreement with the other side is always the best option. Mm. Um, I had a question about prenup because I would definitely want my husband to sign one. Yeah. And this is something I've always said. I don't have any money, but the five pounds I have in my account, <laughs> you would sign that prenup because you're not taking the only five pounds I have. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how would you, if I'm your client, how would you advise me to tell my husband that? He has to send a prenup. Oh my god! No, that's like something you have to do on your own. We can't. Well, really... Can I make you it for me? <laughs> As I, mean, a lawyer? I, I can send a, like an email saying like, okay, we asked for this person. We have a drafted prenup. Please yeah. review the contents. I can do that, but you know, it's all like we we would tell her to tell him to get independent legal advice as well. Yeah. Or him if we're acting for him. Yeah. But anyways, the point is both parties should have independent legal advice. Yeah. And then I'd like if I'm drafting it, the other side would review it, and yeah. if they're drafting it, we'd review it and yeah. kind of advise our clients accordingly. Like a lot of clients, they do it for inheritance. You know, that's basically why they would get a prenup. So usually, it's just like, okay, she keeps her inheritance, he keeps his. No claim for that in in the future. Okay. What else can I put in a prenup? Like, let's say I'm drafting one right now. Okay, I want to keep my inheritance. I have nothing. I want to keep my inheritance. I want to keep the five pounds in my account. Let's say something stupid like this kettle that my grandmother gave me is worth nothing. 
if we get a divorce, I want to keep the kettle yeah, as well. You Could can I go add in? anything. You can literally put anything as long as it's a certain clause. Yeah. Because it's basically a contract. As long as it's a certain clause and you know, you, you there's no room for ambiguity, yeah. it's fine. You can add it. Even if it's this random shot glass. I want to keep this shot glass. <laughs> yeah. That my friend got for me. Some got for me in New York. Yeah. yeah okay. you, exactly. That's exactly it. You would have to like put a description of it. Wow. So I have to say that Sam got me this shot glass with the big boobs <laughs> in New York. And it's shaped like breast. <laughs> <laughs> with the American flag on it. <laughs> I, w- I want to know, have you ever had a couple that you just saw? Or, I mean, I guess that's if you see both of them, but have you ever seen a couple and you're just like, why did you guys even get married in the first place? Um. Okay, that's a bit... That's, you know, a little judgy, I guess. (laughs) But yeah, I've had like situations where I'm, I'm, you know, that's just a personal thing. Obviously, like I don't, it's on my clients. I'm I'm very nice about all of this. (laughs) But at the same time, it's like, okay, you know, when, when you see certain couples, you're like, okay, it makes sense why they're divorcing. Like, Uh, okay. What about um, um, arranged marriages? I mean, not arranged marriages, the one marrying for paper. Do you, oh. Can you tell when somebody is like, yeah, ah, this one was a sham in the beginning? Yeah, oh yeah, tell the stories. The tell stories. Them. You can look. The thing is, obviously, I have to keep a neutral opinion of these things. Yeah. But because I do both immigration law and family law, you can. I, I have like an understanding of both. So with immigration law, I see it a lot. Where obviously I can't judge. Maybe it's a real marriage. Who knows? But there are certain places where you sit there and you can see why the home office thinks that it's an ingenuine marriage. And you know, the, the home office, they actually try and uh, interview uh, couples when they think that there's a sham marriage there because this is so prevalent. It's actually, it's unbelievable. Every, like you see it so often that it's just, it's kind of sad because you're like, okay, I really do want to make sure that this person can, can get their immigration status. But at, at the same time, it's like, can you make it more obvious that this is a sham? You know? I know. <laughs> like learn his birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they don't know how to spell each other's names. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mad. They don't know how to spell names. And then uh, sometimes uh, we try and get text messages between the person and um you know their partner and you can just see that this person just answering like yes no okay babe 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 i've had a client who just kept saying babe 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 and it's like <laughs> clearly like you don't care about this person oh my god <laughs> it was hilarious like it was like a whole bundle of just like babe babe, babe. yes babe and like she, okay i don't know if i should yeah okay she goes like oh babe i'm pregnant and he's like are you sure it's mine babe <laughs> What? No. No, 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 no. It was No. I laugh at those ones. It's just, it's, you see it so often that like initially it was shocking. Yeah. But now it's just like, okay. Oh my God. But like, you know, as a lawyer, even though you can tell the sham thing, you still have to do your job. Yeah, I have to do my job. Yeah. I don't don't even ask. Like, I don't want to know. Like, don't tell me. I'm just going to take your word for it and... Yeah, don't confide in me, please. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, but would I marry someone for papers if they're offering a lot enough money? Yeah. Ah, joking. She goes like, "What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> joking. I was like, "Oh, not to be honest." 
you know, if they're saying a million pounds, marry me for papers, you'd be crazy enough. Oh, to- I was going to say 30K would do it for me. <laughs> yeah, Just joking. <laughs> it's illegal. We know. But will the home office find out? Like, do the home office check when you get married and he gets paper and the divorce immediately? Do the home office see, like, oh... Um, unless someone reports it, yeah, it's not much of an issue unless someone reports it. Yeah. So, like, I've seen clients go like, oh, we married and stuff. So, sometimes there's, like, a spousal visa. So, I've seen couples say that, okay, we were married. Now that we're divorcing, home office kick him out kind of thing. Yeah. Like, they do that as well. Like, they get really petty and they're like, Uh, yeah. No, even I have, I had an auntie that she even called home office for her own sister. So it's doable, boy. It's so <laughs> <laughs> you have home office for you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm to the UK. I heard that all. I'll call home office for you. It's like, it's like your 911, you know? Honestly, like, it's like such, it's the biggest threat in like the African community. Especially if, so, if someone knows that you don't have papers, it's a wrap. It's and a- I had um, one, one of the ladies in my church, she actually married, well, married her brother just to bring him in. Like, honestly, it's a thing. What? Oh, yeah, girl. I've never heard of anything like what? That. Yeah. Oh, my they do it a lot. Oh my god! But can they t- like? Okay, this is a really random question, but you know, wouldn't the home office be able to tell the genetic history, like that they're related or surnames are the same or something like that? I don't oh no, they'll definitely have changed their their names. That one's easy. Pay hey, people to like. Change your birth certificate and make a new yeah. one. Yeah, that's like stuff that I guess, yeah, under. Wow. So wild. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. Matthew, if I wanted to get a divorce, are you have like share where people can find you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, ha- I can give a number actually. I don't know. Like that. Julian Ronis. He's not a funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I have a work phone. You can contact me. But anyway. <laughs> um, no, I can you Ooh. can contact me at Julian Ronis Solicitors. So that's like the firm I work at. Um, all you have to do is just drop an email. We have like an email on Google if you search us up Julian Ronis Solicitors. Um and then Seisha Graph. Yeah, so obviously Seisha Graph because uh, you know So she gets commission. I, I need the commission. <laughs> but yeah, no, you can contact me easily. Like or Message you guys in Lolo. Message me. <laughs> yeah, I might waive the refer fee if you're hot and sexy. Okay? <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is hot. That sounds so good. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. Um, oh, um, Sam, we can't hear you. Did you say something? Does anyone have a final question? Um, wait, if you were getting married right now from your. Uh-uh. What was the. What would you do now that you know everything that you know oh. to protect yourself? Oh yeah, I would. Oh, good one. I mean, good one. Obviously, like it's not that I'm saying that I need a prenup, but I would get a prenup just so that I can protect. Like, because you can mention things like about your children, your future children, your future family home, things like that. That's something you can like account for in your prenup as well. So I definitely get a prenup just to account for all of those things as well. Um, and then if I'm getting divorced like the law that's coming it's so easy yeah. I don't even have to worry about too much you know last question because uh, we're Christians here in my prenup can I say I want my children to be raised as Christians could that be a 
been in a prenup? It can be a co- yeah, if, if both of the parties agree, then it, you can add it to the prenup. I love this prenup shit. <laughs> Honestly, why doesn't everybody sign that? Wow, mad. Yeah, I didn't even know that you can plan for it. So imagine I don't have a house right now, but I can say my future house will be mine only. Yeah, yes. but obviously you have to be really specific. Like any parties, like that buy their own, they purchase their own property. You really have to go, be specific with the yeah. words. So okay. be like creative with what exactly you're anticipating in your future. All of it. Just add it any property that I oh. collab buy will be my only. But you don't get to. Be- <laughs> You have to remember at the end of your uh, divorce or whatever, like when you're trying to get your part of the properties and all of that stuff, you have like the court will actually assess whether it's a reasonable agreement by the way. Yeah, I, I could have mentioned that earlier. So after I read the, so after I finished so wait. the prenup, the court still has the last say. Yeah, yeah. Because then the prenups in the UK don't work. The demand. As, as the U.S. You know, the U.S. is like, oh, it's the last word. Yeah. But in the U.K., it's all about reasonableness. Like, that's like what U.K. law is like. It really fixates on reasonableness. Well, oh, I hate it here. Enemies of progress. <laughs> I hate it here. What? I hate it here. Look at us. Reasonable. <laughs> but over- it's protecting you. You would be shocked. People can really be savage in the U.S. So... Much as you think it's unreasonable, you're actually more protected here than you would be in the U.S. That's very true. Like, I was just about to say that in overall, like, U.K. law is just so, so catering to to people, you know? Like, I I really appreciate the way that the the law works here. I I don't think I would want to practice in the U.S. Like, I actually really appreciate because it's very flexible, you know? It, It depends on how the judges, like, if the judges feel that it's you know the right way to go it, it's very flexible but in the U- u.s it's just a constant rigid yeah you know, it's so rigid and I, I don't like that kind of law i think this is better, better but that's my personal opinion so yeah it protects people more and yeah, that is it from us guys this has been what the fuck is going on with the lovely and the smart and the gorgeous sugar as she said hit her up at junior julia julios julia and rana julia and rana solicitors i knew that i knew that julia and rana solicitors and in the thing go refer by sugar so my baby girl can give money please don't be an enemy of progress and yeah and if there's one thing i've learned today I don't know about you guys. It's to marry rich and get a prenup. Got it. Get a prenup, bitch. <laughs> so I hope you guys have learned something. Thank you so much for listening to us. We'll be back in the next two weeks. This has been What the Fuck is Going On. And remember to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And yeah, that is it. <laughs> we don't have any more social media. Well, we will get more social media. I heard Twitch is popping. I don't know what Twitch is. But yeah, we'll get more social media. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. And see you in the next two weeks. Can I get a bye-bye?